0: What's up, filmmakers, producers, and hunters? This is your host, Tom Petrie, and you are listening to the Film the Hunt podcast brought to you by Bedford Camera and Video. Film the Hunt is your leader in outdoor video education and is designed by both myself and Nick Ventura of Become One. I think we've designed this curriculum so that we can provide the training to help you develop an eye.
1: I think one of the best things about cinematography is like when
0: people break rules and it works.
2: It's tough to film a hunt. Yeah. You really have to want to do it. Yeah, and to, and to turn that into a story is a very tough thing. One of the best decisions I've ever made because it changed, or changed my life. Matt.
0: Oh my gosh, dude, that
3: Jason Matsinger, welcome to the Film the Hunt podcast. I appreciate it, I've been waiting for this invite. I'm surprised I'm guessing like 87 on the list. (laughs) Where can you buy that, you think? Uh, Bedford camera and video. (laughs) (laughs) I've
0: talked about it enough on the podcast, I think people have figured that out. Have you ever dreamed of working in the outdoor industry and unsure of what that next step should be? Film the Hunt, the industry's leader in production education and the most trusted source for job placement. Welcome back to the Film the Hunt podcast. We are upon another hunting season. As you guys know, in the past, we've taken you along with us on our hunts across the country, both Nick and I. Um, And I happen to be out in the great state of Colorado as we speak with a hell of a crew. Uh, I don't have all of them sitting around the table, but I've got a majority at the moment. I'm going to introduce to my left... One of our newest students, uh, graduates, I should say, and our first ever on a trip with us, a uh, new friend of ours, Josh Sprouse. You've probably heard him on the podcast before from the schools. Welcome, Josh. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. And, uh, no, you're done speaking. That's all the time you <laughs> get. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. It, it would just uh, Oh, they're not working now. They, oh, I turn them down. That's why. Oh, that was the cheering one. <laughs> that was it. There was Blake Van Tussenbrook, the one, the only from Badlands. You've heard him many times. Blake, it's so good to have you, brother. Hi, Tom. It's good to be here. Hi, Back Blake. Back in another hunt camp. <laughs> another group. hunt camp, man. It's yes, going to be fun. Uh, to your left, um, you've heard him on the podcast quite a bit here lately over the last two hunting seasons now he's been filming with us he's kind of taking the lead role behind me over my shoulder chris hayes chris welcome my thank you.
4: man thank you thank you're you. welcome you're calla welcome
0: calla freaking Rado. that's what we're going to call this Kala freaking Rado. <laughs> so we're we're out here on uh, we've got quite a trip for uh, coming up for you guys and we're going to keep you up today as we go along with this first stop it's me and Blake hunting, and then we got, of course, camera guys over our shoulder. And we're hunting with Justin Salibi. We've, uh, if you've watched the Old Bull, we're actually on the Old Bull Ranch, uh, the same location that Nick's grandpa shot his uh, shot his bull in that film. So the first time I've ever been able to, you know, lay my eyes and my put my boots to the dirt on this farm or this ranch, rather, and it's been exciting i say you know this we're kicking off this podcast early in the trip but it's not day one we are in the middle of day three so still early in our whole adventure here for the month of september but we just hit the halfway point on this trip so uh my i'll give you my quick update on the trip so far there are no bulls on the ground so we're not gonna try and lead you on to think you know we got some big crescendo ending here uh we don't for this one yet um but it's been friggin awesome uh we've we've been into bulls almost every sit uh this morning as a matter of fact i thought for a hot second it was really going to come together we had a bull that was working he'd crested the ridge we didn't see him yet but i knew he was coming our way and then i don't know how much you guys have been elk hunting it's much like turkey hunting where that barometric pressure switched that pressure changed and instantly like a light switch every bull around us and there were how many did you hear on your side blake on, like, that side of that ridge?
2: Yeah, on the opposite side of us, we had at least two, possibly three.
0: Okay, and the same on our side. I think it was two. So there's four or five bulls that were bugling constantly that just literally shut off like a light switch. So, you know, uh, it, hunting is hunting, and elk hunting uh, is— is there's no exception. It's, it's, it's crazy how it can turn on and turn off so quickly. But we've had a really, really good hunt. But what I really want to talk about— for sake of uh, the film, the Hunt podcast really is you, Josh. You're my primary focus in this because you are filming Blake this trip, and I know Blake. You've had a lot of different students over your shoulder, um, you know, throughout the years from the from the Hunt program. I kind of like have my it's like the test run on them to see. If
2: they can. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense.
0: Go with Blake. <laughs> if
2: they're gonna screw something yeah. up. Screw it up with Blake. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and if they can manage the trip. Uh, the whole week dealing with Blake, then they can, <laughs> no, 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 for sure, uh, it, it's, it honestly is, it's like those individuals that are just hungry for it, they want to get out and get their feet wet, and really works out well, because Blake is good on camera, and he's, he's a great hunter, what kind of, no, he's a great hunter, he's, he's been, he's been in the elk woods with us a few times, and, and obviously on a lot of whitetail hunts, so, but now this is, Technically, mine and your first elk hunt together. Technically, we hunted in Colorado, but you were more kind of just bear hunting. At yeah,
2: that, time, that was right? two years ago. Dude. Yeah, I I, uh, I had both tags, but I think we chased bear every single day just because they were they were showing up, and yep. that was kind of my main goal at that point. I had I had hunted elk. Yeah, I want I hadn't hunted bear, so I focused on that. And
0: yeah, and you have not killed a, an elk yet, right? With the bow,
2: I have not. No, yeah. still trying for that yeah. number one. So yep. yeah,
0: yep. And I'm still.
2: No pressure, Even pressure.
0: yeah, no pressure, Josh, at all. Like, don't screw that
5: one up. <laughs> yeah, I want to capture it. Mm-hmm. Do a good job doing it.
0: So let's um, let's get some, let's get some feedback first before we dive into like kind of the meat of what I want to do talk about here. Chris, your perspective, your second season now out here, uh, out west filming. What do you think has changed most? So you've obviously for those of you that don't know Chris and what his story is, I will give you a really quick version. Chris didn't know anything about filming hunts two and a half years ago. Came in, took the classes, went through the whole program, then started working, taking on a bunch of different jobs, and within a year was working for us. And now he does a lot of other projects, too, not just for us, but he's pretty much primary for us. What's changed so drastically? Because I know you've mentioned a few things to me, but tell the people listening, what's the biggest change for you between last year and this year,
4: would you say? I would say knowing what to shoot and when to shoot it. Like for instance today, like I, I knew we hadn't gotten a lot of good, super wide scenes, um, yeah. walking in and out, just because it's been tough. Um, you know, when you when you hunt with a guide, he's not thinking production; he's thinking kill the elk. So, <clears throat> I you know I I knew coming out today that we didn't have wides, so yeah. I shot three different wides with three different backdrops, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So just. Knowing if you have to get footage to get it when you when you can get it. When the
0: opportunity knocks, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things to juggle, and Josh, I'm excited to hear your your version of this because I think it's one of the hardest things to juggle is, you know, it's one thing to look at a shot list, but it's another to be in camp, cook dinner, you know, lunches, clean up, get a fire going, both in the tent and whatever. you get got all these things that have to be done from a management standpoint of the camp, but then you have all that stuff and you got to check the boxes, and that's... It's way easier said than done. So, yeah. so um, I mean, I and I can go on and on about
4: things that are easier this year compared to last year, just from yep. getting the experience and yep. going through what you know Wyoming for three weeks last year, learned a lot.
0: Yeah, I know Jordan made a comment. because Jordan's with us here too? Um, and Jordan made a comment how. It was cool for him to sit back and watch you taking his role like, you know, for many years he was that lead and he was the point man everybody trusted in and including us obviously. And um trusting that you're checking those boxes. But we're working as a team. We're getting things done. Um we just got to kill an elk, Blake, and that's up to you and I.
2: <clears throat> how you yeah. feel how you feel about it? I'm always psyched about it. Always excited. I I'm actually uh, I'm a bit of a nervous hunter. I know it might not come across in camp and stuff, but I get a lot of anxiety on hunts. That really? kinda that kinda I just want to get it done. Right. Feeling. Even though I enjoy every minute of it, it's like I'm pretty anxious yep. for the moment and then, yep. um I don't know if it's a pressure that I feel to get it done or something because of because of the job or just the yeah. atmosphere or me just wanting to have hunt success. But I, I am pretty anxious when, right. I'm when I'm hunting and stuff. So it's it's interesting. i until I can get something down and done, I. I so does your
0: anx does your anxiety r- rise as you go further into the hunt? Then
2: it does. Yeah, I, I does. think I crescendo at a certain point, and then I start <laughs> coming back down to. Right. It's not a great feeling, but I, I almost get in like this. Okay, it's probably not going to happen. I, I can start acclimating back to right, right, Just, right. just <laughs> like knowing just it's, not gonna, it's not, it's not going to happen. Like so. this right. morning, I thought,
5: I thought it was going to happen
2: for you. Oh, I, yeah, yeah and, that, and that's a normal good. hunt, right? Like, or yeah. a lot of hunts. Not every hunt, but a lot of them just have ups and downs. rises. It's and crazy. Yeah. Like you uh-huh. think it's going to happen, then it doesn't. It's just that wild swing of emotions from. The top of the top where something's coming right. in like you said, they just shut up and disappear. It's like, wow, what a swing that swing, was swing big it time. It happened so much in hunting.
0: Yesterday I want to ask you, because I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Chris and I would we were actually laughing at times. You remember yesterday morning, very exciting morning, a lot of vocalization, right? A lot of bowls surrounding us three sixty. Coming from I said I remember looking at Chris one time, I was like, This is literally like a game of like tennis. It was like one, way, one time we're looking over. You guys like, oh, he's coming in. He's coming in. This is going to happen for Blake. Here it goes. Here it goes. And then, like, they stop bugling over there. And then all of a sudden behind us, over by us, is like, oh, this one's – he's coming in. Okay, we're getting ready. It was weird. It happened like five, six times. It's like boom, boom, boom. But yeah, it was crazy how it, that
2: happened. It was. And, and it's almost too much. It's like the very first bugle we heard was in a direction we weren't expecting. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, not only do I have to try to reposition for that opportunity, right, Josh – or the cameraman, whoever that is, has to reposition, and, right. and that's noise and movement. And you, again, it's that anxiety. It's like, should I move? Yep. If I don't move, it's going to come there, and I'm going to regret it. If right. I do move, I risk bumping or being seen, or it's just a lot going on, and you have to make split second decisions. And then, like you said, it would swing back the other way, and then we're in the wrong position again. And it's right. Like, grief what do we do
0: right exactly it's bad enough you know from a hunter's perspective but then knowing you're trying to get it on film you're working with somebody you just met too like you that's yep. another thing like you and josh just met three days ago when we started this hunt so that's always a hurdle that i don't know if i'd call it a hurdle but it's it's something right it's a piece of the puzzle you guys got to get to know each other pretty quickly
2: yeah yeah you, you learn you you do pick up on each other's mannerisms, the way you communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, I've hunted with Jordan so many times we almost have, like, and I'm sure you do too, an yeah. unspoken kind of Yep, you know language. what each other's thinking. Yeah, um, we, we don't have to communicate if something's coming in. I don't have to ask him if he's on it because right. we have this system where he's going to let me know if he's not. Otherwise, I'm going to shoot. And I, I discussed right. that with Josh, I think, our first sit. Like, Yep. that's the way I like to hunt. Like, I'm going to assume you're on it unless you let me know otherwise. That's great. I'm, so... That's a great little things like that you pick up on or you make your own rules, but make sure you and your cameraman or whoever's with you are on the same page. So you don't get in a bad situation and have questions.
0: Yeah, no, that's I'm glad you brought that up because that is that's that is a great tip. I was going to ask you if you had any tips for people, uh, you know, cameramen. And maybe you have more. Do you, Blake? Do you have any tips for these new camera guys going to to hunt with somebody professionally? You know, not just filming a buddy, but that they've never met before. Similar to what you just suggested, because that was awesome.
2: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Kind of the perspective of just purely a hunter who's having somebody put with them to film them it right. is is unique in that. Again, there's that anxiety level of you're adding a right. you're adding a level of toughness to the hunt because you're doubling the movement you're doubling the noise you're doubling everything so from a hunter's mm-hmm. perspective i don't know if they're tips per se but i'd say what i'm kind of looking for in a cameraman is mm-hmm. invisibility you yep. know like yeah if i don't know you're there perfect yep. like, right um, right and that comes down to everything from just making noise moving equipment yeah um, yeah moving around i mean luck like the great thing about filming the hunt I think what you guys do is a lot of the people that come through it are hunters. Yeah. And they already understand yep. how to yep. how to deal and how to be on a hunt and be quiet and yep. limit movement and things like that. So not just um, content
0: creator from some media
2: company or something. Yeah, yeah. it's different. It's a yeah. different way of of filming, right? I mm-hmm. I, I hunted Montana a couple of years ago on an elk hunt and and the group I was with had hired a cameraman who had he did beautiful work. He, but he had done like surf films and snowboard films and stuff. Never been on a hunt. Mm, interesting. Up. He showed up with like um, surplus store combat boots and because he didn't know any better. And like,
0: so was that the dude that was with you when you w- drove by yeah. us at the helicopter? Uh,
2: no, that was a different guy. But was it was that. Guy? It was okay. that hunt. Okay. But amazing videographer, but he had no idea how to film a hunt. For right. the way to dress, the way to move, and it was yeah. spent the whole hunt educating him rather than being able to step in and, and know sure. how to be stealthy. But and and on the other side, personality wise, I think is a big part of it too. Just mm-hmm. you might meet somebody and instantly get along and especially if you're easygoing personalities, but it's not always gonna be the case. Sure. You might come in as the as the producer or cameraman and have an aggressive type hunter personality. I mean yeah. I I'm sure we both know a lot of people who hunt that are a different person when they're hunting. They get for aggressive sure, aggressive and and firm, and mm-hmm. personality kind of changes. So, yeah. I think just being flexible, personality-wise, and and kind of you probably just kind of conf- can not conform, but yeah, I know learn how to saying. deal with that person adapted. to keep it adapt, keep yeah. it up to keep it civil and smooth. I mean, I, there's no point in right. Adding friction to a situation where you have a lot of potential friction for points. Sure. I mean, there's there's some wild, like we talked about, crazy things that happen on hunts that yep. you know, play with your emotions, and that relationship has to be pretty pretty mild for it to work out. Exactly. You end up with disagreements and arguments, and
0: yeah, which is doesn't make makes the con, that's going to make the week real long and yeah. uncomfortable. That's for sure. Yeah, so and Josh, you probably remember we talked about that in the classes. Like that's one of the things I talk about is basically keep your opinions to yourself unless you're asked when it comes to the hunting aspect of it, especially Mm like, you know, you might, you might think you should go after that bull and, you know, and go at him direct and bugle your way to him. Whereas you might be like, no, I want to do this, this or this, right. It's, there's no reason in, jumping in and giving your opinions on the hunt you know just unless you're asked hey what do you think man i don't know what the hell to do here you know yeah because that can come across forceful and so i
2: think that's part of what you're saying i know we talk about that a lot anyway absolutely yeah i mean <laughs> so at this point josh and i are just trying to get through the week it's not going well, on so, you know. <laughs> so right yeah, so, so basically everything you just said was all him <laughs> <It> was <just laughs> he's a tough guy to get tough along guy with. to get along with oh yeah you know, it's it's been good and, and one thing i i've enjoyed about josh is uh he's a curious person Right. He hasn't been on an uh, elk hunt before, correct? Not until Mm -hmm. we started this week. Yeah. So, so elk hunting is a totally different monster. Right. It's different from almost every other type of hunting. Sure. um, People compared to turkey hunting a little bit but i mean it's, it's right that on steroids you know right. so don't be afraid to ask questions to somebody who has mm-hmm. a little bit and that goes with anything in life right don't be afraid sure. to ask those questions to learn because yeah. how, how else are you going to do it so he's he's asking about different vocalizations and strategies yeah. and what are we doing now and and what should we do which which is great i yeah. mean yeah if you have the question ask it. if you if the person you're with you you think can tolerate? That, sure. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So but basically, don't ask any more <laughs> questions. <laughs> no. The,
2: the frustrating part for me is I don't always have the answers because right. I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> novice as well. So I, I share what I can. But um, yeah. he could probably teach me ten thousand things about whitetail hunting. Right. So that's that's kind of fun too. Is yeah swapping things like that.
0: Yeah. So Josh, let's let's hear from you. How do you? So I want to know. First question I want to know is what was it like when you heard your very first bugle?
5: It was pretty awesome.
0: I remember looking over at you, dude. Your eyes were as big as watermelons. You were like,
5: oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, smile. Was I that on the hunt or
2: was that the first scouting It was night? scouting. scouting. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I'd never heard one before until that time. And, you know, you see TV and things like that, but that doesn't do it justice at mm-hmm. all. And it was a ways off when it was. It was. Revealed, but yeah. still, it was pretty awesome Yeah, to hear it um, and to actually see it. It was with yeah. a bunch of um, cows and coming down a hill and it was trying to round them up and yeah and we i wish
4: just, i could have been a fly
5: on a tree next
4: to you yesterday morning when they were just hammering were i was him.
5: nervous i was so nervous cause <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know which direction it needed to be and that's the other thing like blake was just saying like you know trying to work with the hunter as a producer one you know you teach this in class that you need to be a hunter first mm-hmm. and that's very important because um, you you're not going to understand the blake's point what a hunt's like and this is right. not like any other hunting that i've ever done right before. um <laughs> and so different. yeah it's a little different so it's similar to turkey hunting but it's not quite like it right um yeah. so yeah just being flexible and then you know just you, know, you want to produce a good show and produce a good film for mm-hmm. the hunter and um you know putting yourself in those positions of you know your angles and far enough away, close enough together mm-hmm. that you can c- still communicate um, coming up with ways to communicate where the direction is. Cause you may not always hear that through the, uh, shotgun mic, it might be in your left ear, and your lapels yeah. are in your right ear, and you, you're not really sure which direction things are coming. Oh from, yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Chris looks at me at every time one view he's like, <laughs> where, where, <that> was, <laughs> it? where yeah. was it? Where was <laughs> it?
5: exactly what yeah, I, been I've doing been that doing that to him. Trip. Probably driving him crazy.
2: But like, dude, yeah. it was like 50 yards to the right. How can you not how can <laughs> where you was was it? tell? I'm like,
5: <laughs> where, where was it? And yeah. It'd be really awesome if or, you or he'll ask me. Was that a real bull? Yeah, i quite a bit. I'm like, was that us, or was that uh, a real bull? You know, Are Jordan calling, or was that you know <laughs> a real one happening? So yeah, for me, and then learning the vocalizations too. Just yeah, it, you know, you can listen to a podcast and YouTube and things like that to try to learn the vocalization and what each thing means. But um, until you actually hear it for yourself right. and you're in the situation and, and what situations being dealt to you at that pr- right. particular time, that vocalization could mean something totally different. Yeah. So, Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, that was
0: an exciting one. I, you talking about not knowing which direction of it. I remember looking <laughs> over at you and be like, lens be facing this way then lens be facing this way. Then lens be facing <laughs> us and lens be facing this. it. It yeah, was just, I was, you were I was on y'all because <laughs> I didn't
5: know if they were coming your way. Yeah. And you guys, then you guys were on us Yeah. You know, and they were, I could
0: envision that actually happening yesterday. Like, when I'm watching, I'm like, because I look back at you and you were on us, I'm like, if that bull comes out in front of us, he's going to get me and that bull. Yeah. And the same for you guys. If it had come up that ridge, we could have went somewhat wide and had you guys. Yeah. And and that elk, it would have been freaking awesome. That was a great setup yesterday morning. Yep.
5: Just a, a funny about what happened yesterday. I shot a lot of stuff <laughs> in one twenty frames. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did <laughs> like the whole day. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't hear this. And, oh yeah, and I was really nervous that um, you know I was going to miss a shot and not get it in you know in slow motion. Um, so I stayed in high frame rate for. Um, most of the morning. Yeah. <laughs> because so, the I, I look great in slow motion. It's just just, just a hair, time. Just what, hair how, flip. How many gigs was it? Chris? Uh, it was a lot. It was <laughs> 60.
1: I
0: remember you guys were dumping footage, and I hear Chris go, Hey, Tom, mirror, meet you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is serious. I go, like, is he supposed to be shooting 120 all day? <laughs> <laughs>
4: so just to clarify, like yeah. the, the goal for this year was to try and get all the kill shots and high right. frame rate, so... What Josh is saying is that <laughs> we had bulls all around us all day, and every second he thought that I a bull was coming in. <laughs> <Right>.
2: so it's <laughs> So he just never switched. Yeah, <laughs> just left
4: it in 120 for
5: the whole day. I wasn't about to double tap. I didn't want to double tap Solid the, strategy. Yeah, the yes, record it is. button, you know, and just, Yeah. I figured if we didn't <laughs> need it all in 120, then you know you say never <laughs> oh, delete a file, shoot. but I'm sure a lot of those can get deleted. <laughs> oh, for sure. But There's a lot of vocalization too, a lot of uh, that yeah. you know, just you wanted to actually hear that too as right. part of the part of the, the hunt itself. The hunt itself. Yeah. To, yep. to we weren't really seeing anything at that point. We, we never, never did. We never, we never saw one it. of those elk. Yeah, we heard six but or seven insane. bulls yesterday. It is one of them. Yeah. To build the story um, of the hunt to show others of what's going on yeah we're, we are having a lot of vocalizations we're not seeing them right but how do you have, tell that story? how do you tell that story about what's going on without sure. actually having that captured that so did
0: you get captured? like updates like did you have blake do any updates uh, at all throughout that Yes, yeah. so just some little tidbits yeah good yeah good so if you had to if you had to give a listener any advice or or point out like say like the top thing for you that because you know going into everything you always have like this idea of what it's going to be like you know from a hunt perspective but then also from the producing it is there any one thing that stands out like oh this was like way harder than i thought or this is way different than i thought Is there anything like that
5: um a couple of things one you know, whitetail hunting, you're not carrying nearly as much gear as you are <laughs> right. with. <laughs> right. I mean, you have a frame pack. You have two cameras. Yeah. Um, you you would have two cameras with on a whitetail hunt, too, but you're not carrying nearly the amount of gear. You don't know if it's going to rain yeah. on you. You don't know if it's going to <laughs> right. be super hot. You don't know how far your hike is, so you may be shedding clothes, adding clothes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Three mm-hmm. liters t- of water
4: isn't light either. That's Three exactly right. Three liters of water yeah. and, you know, on your back
5: <clears throat> as well, and, yeah. you know, just carrying extra lenses and you know, wires and mics and we had an issue with mics and, you know, we carry enough stuff between us that we were able to make that work right in the field, which was pretty, pretty awesome. So, you know, the anticipation level coming up to this trip was pretty high. Mm -hmm. I didn't know really Mm -hmm. what to expect, but it really helps to have somebody that's been here before, especially two people that's been in my position before um, Chris and Jordan um, and just kind of leaning on them. Um, probably drive both of them nuts, asking them if I can help them or, you know, to, you know what do you need? <laughs> what do you, what can I help you do? And they're like nothing, but you know, you just, you're trying to, um, you want to learn, you want to learn how they shoot different things, how to be creative, um, mm-hmm. and have a creative mind. Um, yeah. and, and that, is, I think a lot of that is built by just doing it and, yeah. um, and seeing, seeing it, and seeing, Oh, how did you get that shot? Right. Did this, this, and this. Like that rock. Sh- like the rock right. right on the edge of the creek there,
0: you you, know, you shoot that photo five different ways and make it look like you're in five different locations. That's you right. Know?
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just the way you approach the shot. Yeah, the shot.
4: It's cool to to look at other camera guys for like all the camera guys I've met over the past three years. You know, you learn from all of them and then you apply your own creativity and just that blend of creativity mm-hmm. to to kind of come up with your own style and own own yeah. creativity. It's huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I, I I've told people for years, like, look, there's no, there's really no right way to do it, right? There's the there's the the tech, you know, the technical yep. and the basics. But then from there, the creativity is going to vary. Um, but watching other people do it and then watching the end result of that is is a good way to learn. You know, I, I always talk about being a sponge, right? Soaking up everything. But then also having a filter. You may watch somebody do something. You're like, man, that's, I, don't, I don't care for that necessarily. Or this works better the way I do it or whatever. But you might watch somebody do something and go, holy shit. And then you change the way you've been doing something just because you watched one person. Yep, yeah. So you got to be a sponge and, and have a filter yep. is the best way. So any other thing that stands out before we uh, wrap this up? Because we are going to have a Part B to this. So I don't want it to be oh, too long. Yeah, we well, are. there's going to be a part B because, oh, I mean, she almost ripped the damn mic out of my face. <laughs> um, well, because we're going to kill two bulls in the next couple of days. So obviously we got to have another. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else that stands out in your initial few days from between the hunter filming aspect?
5: Um, just make, I mean, it's a little different than, your, you know, whitetail hunting, but just making sure that, you know, all of your gear is squared away. You have cards in your camera. You know, different things. Just yep. making sure have a system checklist yep. of things that you go through before you go. Um, you know, being attentive, learning. Yep. Like you said, be a sponge. Yep. To gain as much information as you can.
0: Right on, man. Well, I hope you're gaining some. I hope you're having fun.
5: Thanks for having. We're going
0: to have a lot more fun, which so just to, just to recap, we are going to we're going to keep you guys updated on this trip uh, throughout these podcasts. This being part 1 or part A, however, we want to do that. I don't know. Um, of Colorado, we have another uh, trip here in Colorado coming up next week, and then we'll wrap up our Western trip here in September in Wyoming chasing antelope. So, uh, we've got a lot coming up here for you. I'm sure we're gonna have a lot more stories, both from the hunt and in the field. I'm sure that's not your our troubleshooting days aren't over. Uh, <laughs> that damn mic troubleshoot yesterday was two freaking hours yep. just to get these mics figured out, and but we got it. We got it. We got it. So, that just goes to show you I don't care if you've been doing this for two months two years or 25 years there's always something to learn and troubleshoot and get around and uh leaning on each other there was three of us two hours to get that resolved so where was i during this sleeping oh (laughs) (laughs) you asked as he's over there yawning going we're about done with this podcast (laughs) no we're gonna go kill one blake uh for listeners at home, uh, keep following the 2023 Colorado and Wyoming journey here. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Jordan didn't make it back in time to hop on, so we're going to have to have him on the next one when we uh, tell our stories. All right. Sounds good. Till next time. Bedford Camera provides everything you need, regardless of your budget or skill level. Whether you're into shooting photos or filming your hunting and fishing adventures, you can speak directly to their outdoor division so you can feel confident they understand your needs. The outdoor team at Bedford's isn't there to move product off the shelf fast. They are there because they care and to help you get into the gear that's right for you. With seven store locations and a huge inventory of product, they have what you want, when you want it. Bedford Camera and Video. All right, we're back here. We're not back. We're actually still here in Colorado. Uh, But part two, we promised you a part two coming. I'm going to first start off by breaking the bad news. We didn't kill on that first trip. Mm. Blake may or may not have gotten an opportunity, but he's not here to talk about it, so we won't. We won't throw him under the bus, even though he missed. But, oh, uh, what we will talk about is trip number two. We're out here still in Colorado. We're uh, about an hour north of where we last hunted. Um, We still have two tags to fill, uh, but two new people hunting now at this point. I'm done. Wah, wah, wah. Tom did not get a shot, unfortunately. But, want to talk about a couple quick things here. Uh, one of these, there's this hunt that we're on right now is really, really special to me for a couple different reasons. One, uh, it's the first time I've ever gotten to reverse roles with... The one, the only, you know him from the podcast, from many, many episodes, there's lots and lots of words made up because of him, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, the Suge, Jordan, welcome my friend, (laughs) (laughs) the crowd's going wild, (laughs) but no, Jordan, Jordan is here with us, Jordan, welcome my friend.
3: Oh dude, it is, feels real nice to be back on this. It
0: does, doesn't it?
3: I'm I'm sure there's a few people out there that miss this voice, in the (laughs)
0: words, your wife, your daughter. Your <laughs> other your, I don't know uh, if they ever uh, listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Jordan and I are reversing roles for the first time in eight years of elk hunting together. um I'm over his shoulder doing some calling and, you know, got a camera. Even even though I'm not primary camera, like he was for me for years, I've got a camera snapping some photos, shooting some content. Uh, But really just elk hunting together and running a call for him. So it's super, super cool. We're only on day one of the hunt, uh, but we've had an amazing, you know, 24 hours here. And what we've seen, a lot of elk. Yeah, it's it's
3: been outstanding. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. been, been good. We got elk to hunt. We we've kinda of come up with a plan here in, in, in the last twenty four hours and I'm excited about about, you know, the rest of today, so
3: yeah, when when that's usually half the battle is finding elk, right? And uh, when we were able to go in the first morning, we saw elk right off the bat. So uh, super positive, feel good about the week. And the terrain is beautiful. It is gorgeous. A lot of aspen. A lot of aspen, and they're starting to turn yellow right now. So yeah. which is uh, uh, super exciting.
0: It is, it is. So we're, you know this this uh, this episode is certainly going to have a part two because we're just. Kicking it off, I guess that'd be part three, Colorado, then, right? Because this is part two. So we're just wanting to kick it off with you guys, kind of set the stage on where we're at, what we're doing. We got a beautiful, beautiful camp here. A couple Montana canvas set up, and we've got a big cook tent, and and. Uh, beautiful valley we are just in the middle of what seems to be nowhere right yeah. um beautiful scenery and one of my favorite looking camps that we've ever been in uh mm-hmm. but second reason this this hunt is super special uh you've heard him on a podcast actually just recently my my brother and i were speaking about you know all the years have been filming and doing all that at least back in the day and um so my brother john is here with me for his first time out west dude welcome
1: Thank you, man. It's awesome. This is incredible out here. Yeah.
0: A I, I, little different than Pennsylvania? Just a little. <laughs> just yeah. a tick. Just a little. So, John, just to give you a quick rundown, I, I called John like two months ago and was like, hey, may have an opportunity for you to go on an elk hunt. And he was planning for like two years down the road. And he's like, when? I'm like, in two, two, <laughs> two months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, nonetheless, we put it together and uh, here you are, first time. here. What's your, what's your first reaction of just Western Landscape?
1: It's big. <laughs> I, it's never it ending. It's yes. just never ending. Everywhere you look, like like I said, and like you said, in camp, three hundred sixty degrees. It's just nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And then you look further than that, and it's still. Keep going. going. <laughs> right? just, yeah, Just big. It's huge. It's crazy. It it's is just,
0: uh, just absolutely gorgeous. And day or night, right? Because yeah. night, you just poof, stars, and it's just a big yeah, sky. It's yeah, beautiful. So with John uh, being out here for the first time ever, we also have another first time, uh, and that is one of our newest camera guys, Josh Sprouse. You've probably heard him on the podcast before through the classes and stuff. John, uh, Josh is a student of Film the Hunt. Josh, welcome,
5: my friend. Thank you, Tom. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, glad to have you here, man. It's been fun to watch your smiles ear to ear on things you've seen, and first time out west for you as well, right? That's right. And then the first time the two of you have ever heard a bugle. Yes. That's right. How was that? Yeah, did it wet your whistle? (laughs) (laughs) It wet more than it (laughs) was. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Got me a little jacked up this morning. (laughs) The first one I heard, I was just, I couldn't stop smiling, I was yeah really waiting for that point but
0: And for Josh that was on the last trip I remember Josh yep. when you were we were yep. standing on the roadway I, yeah I remember that yeah It's
3: such a, sh- a surreal moment like it's yeah I almost messed that one up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost had another, <laughs> yeah. Jer- another jer- jer- <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but you're right it is it is because you, when you hear it, it almost seems robotic, right? Or un- right. not real, especially when you hear a just a an in your face like growler. Right. Exactly. Like, this like,
1: morning Whoa. was crazy. Yeah, this so morning was just crazy. So, so just why don't can't you and Josh believe
5: <laughs> that an animal like that can make a sound that carries for miles? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and through these valleys and canyons like that, it's just- how deep and loud and powerful, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know, this morning was the first one I heard that close up, and that was just insane. Yeah. So tell us
0: about how this morning unfolded. <laughs> We might have a new nickname. We have a new nickname. <laughs> oh, we definitely have yeah. a new nickname. Who needs, oh, to tell Who needs to tell this story? I think well, I, you and John. I think John kick it off, and then maybe you could add caveat.
1: <laughs> well, a little side dish of story. <laughs> well, we put some bulls to bed last night, Yeah, and we said we made a plan, and we went right to where we heard them last, and there they were. <laughs> I'll be damned. That I'll never be darned. They just They were there, and so we set up and did a little cow calling, and then – he just went crazy. and <laughs> who, who went crazy? <laughs> well, he went crazy, and I, I, I've been told I got a little too aggressive. <laughs> from what I've been told, that's, that seems to be the problem. I mean, <laughs> so I don't get to use a bugle tube anymore?
5: <laughs> they took yeah, that it goes away from me. Bad, me. No. no more branches.
0: He's not allowed to pick up a stick yeah, anymore? Yeah, that poor bush, man. Oh. He apologized gonna to, to the to replant, rancher. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna
1: have to replant something here <laughs> he on this ranch for <laughs> for that one. We gotta
0: bring in a reclam- ground reclamation program after John leaves. <laughs> oh, but man.
1: that was that was insane. I mean, that was worth the trip right there. Yeah, just crazy. It. He was. I, I can't his... even explain it. Yeah. He, oh, he was bugling and I was bugling and beating a snot out of a branch and cow calling and he was bugling and I guess he would got got scared of me. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: didn't want none of that. <laughs> he didn't want none of that. <laughs> and then
1: he left. Yeah, you know. He took his girlfriends and he
0: left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John was
5: over there, like, just about. He be, <laughs> beat the woods down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brush off Yeah, they're, the bull, um, oh, we shoot. didn't see him till the very end. He was about 150 yeah. yards away, but uh, cows and stuff were about 40 yards to our right. We had the wind on them. Yeah, I did not see them. So And um, yeah, John's sitting here just beating the bush <laughs> to death, like literally. Th- well, honestly, it didn't. It didn't it. seem like thrashing 150 it. yards
1: away. It seemed like he was like 300. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. It's just yeah. the
5: way their their sound carries, you know. And yeah. The, yeah. And the way it drifts down some of these canyons, yeah. like
1: it, it can seem <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's no way closer. he's going to hear me. I better beat this stick harder. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so,
3: like, through my time here, and some of you may know, you know, Chris Hayes. Yeah. He's kind of set the level of like you know like the tone or like the max is and that's twelve. Right. You exceed ten, but you go to twelve, and we can go there no. quickly.
1: Right. <laughs> Old we Thrasher there went to man. thirty-five. <laughs> Thrasher went to thirty-five. We have an all-new high now, buddy. Yeah.
3: So if anyone knows Chris Hayes, you know it's it's pretty intense. Thrasher, Thrasher you know Thrasher. Out. Thrasher set the new one. Thrasher. Went I like way that
5: above. name. I'm okay with that. Nickname. I'm good. And, and when I played back the the video, he's like maybe I did something wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, I'm here to tell you that uh, I think Jordan said it um, best earlier when we heard this whole story, but it's like, you go in there, you yourself, John, I remember you saying like, oh, I'm not going to bugle, I'm just going to do some sm- soft
5: <laughs> I'm going to try and easy.
0: And then we all said, oh, that's a great way to play it. We're going to do this. thing, like, we're going to go in, we may bugle, but we're not going to go straight to 35, right? Like, <laughs> We're going to read the Bulls' temperature. We're going to go in. They're going to soft, slow, and do it. But here's the other other fact is... Is you also did exactly what almost every <laughs> exactly. first time elk hunter will ever do because oh. you get they take over your oh, body, yeah, your mind, yeah, that's everything. crazy. yeah, and there's there's no controlling it. So congratulations on doing what everybody else would have done too. <laughs> I could just picture him like I could picture him with a stick in his hand, looking like one of them big wind socks. you know, like, <laughs> that's,
1: that's probably about <laughs> what it
5: looked like. I'm it, sure. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty much
1: that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? Just Arms, broken, <laughs> not even looking anymore. Right,
2: just, <laughs> ah, <laughs> just
5: smacking it as hard as he could, uh,
0: and then oh, wondering, man. and then wondering why, how they saw him. <laughs> yeah, looking,
5: the bull is looking straight at him. <laughs> All the branches
1: were broken off. I'm looking for another bush. I'm going, man, ain't nothing left to hit on that one. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, uh, uh, that was rough. Well, was rough. so there we have Lesson it. Lesson
1: learned. Lesson
0: learned. Lesson learned. John's <laughs> not allowed to bring a. <laughs> tube in the woods, and he's not allowed to pick up a stick, No, but uh, just the beginning of our trip here, I wanted to introduce it, uh, set the stage, John's also got a good friend of his, Dennis, in camp with us, which is really cool, because he's not only an awesome guy, but he's also camp cook, he's over there doing dishes right now, which is really cool, um, could you please fluff my pillow before I get back, Dennis? <laughs> Thank you very much, but no, uh, in uh in all honesty... Hell of a camp set. You you heard Chris Hayes's name mentioned? That's because he just walked by. Um, I think he's doing push-ups right now. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, or something. but uh, great camp, great great group of people. We've got lots of elk to hunt, but we still got to be. I say still. I was going to say we still need to go in soft and cautiously, but that's kind of, we broke that barrier. But we're going to continue to hunt smart-ish, and uh, Ish. and and we're going to we're going to get one we're going to get one dead here uh, tonight. Yeah. I can feel it. So, um, part two, Colorado, setting the stage for our second trip here, and uh, we'll be back with more here real shortly. I can feel it. Hey guys, Nick and Tom with Become One and Film the Hunt. With each season, we continue to strive to make our production the best that it can be, which is one of the reasons why we choose Canon. From cameras to lenses, they are performing when and where we need them to. We can trust that the image quality will be second to none. And when it comes to making the purchase, we trust our friends at Bedford Camera and Video with their knowledge and their ability to get us what we need, when we need it. All right, well, we are back, uh, and I'd love to say that it's like the next day and that we just killed a bull and we're packing them out. I would absolutely love to say that, but no, uh, I'm going to just throw the spoiler alert out there. We are back at our uh, respective homes, uh, drinking a beer here at my desk, and we're on a dang Zoom to finish up this podcast here, Colorado elk season for us is officially over but we did have quite a bit more happen on that trip so we wanted to come back on we didn't want to leave you hanging and we wanted to kind of share some of those stories with you get everybody's you know feelings on the trip overall and uh yeah we just wanted to wrap up elk season because it means that friggin much to us it's 11 (laughs) freaking months till we get to do that again and that that makes me actually want to (laughs) cry i i me too. i'm
3: right there with you
0: I know you are, man. Why don't you kick us off, Jordan? Because, man, I know you and I like. We heard Thrasher's like day one story, right? Everybody on here remembers that story, and we heard from Josh on on his thoughts of the behind the <laughs> BTS Thrasher moves. And, um, <laughs> and uh, but Jordan, man, you and I like like a lot of ups a lot of downs man it was just a crazy ass hunt for for us um some good some bad right why don't you fill us in man on some of your thoughts on it
3: yeah as as you know viewers or listeners may you know know obviously our relationship we've got a lot of years together and and we look forward to our time and and you had painted the picture you know prior season saying this is going to be one of the best L camps you know um that we're going to be a part of and man it held true all the way through i don't think i know for a fact i was never stressed at one point i had i laughed so much my gut hurt you know it it, the the campfire stories um just so much uh good came out of it you know yeah obviously you want to kill an elk um and that's the ultimate goal but you just can't get those memories and that, that friendship and bond and, you know, anywhere else. So super f- thankful for all that. Um, it was different for me to be in front of the camera. I remember Chris asking, he's like, Hey, you want to do an interview? I was like, uh, I sure. <laughs> Usually I ask that question. <laughs> you know, it's, a, right. it's one of those situations. You're like, what do I do with my hands? You know, you, you're so yep. you have your, your routine and you know what to do when you're behind the camera, but you know, it's just odd being in front of it. And, uh, I had a blast hunting with Chris and you and, and yeah, it, we, let we saw elk. It.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, we did. We did. We yeah. definitely yeah. saw elk. And I do want to go, I do want to touch on, you know, that side of it for sure a little bit, but before we even go there, let me ask you this question. Cause I don't think I asked you this yet. Um, or maybe I have, I don't know. Uh, so listeners, excuse me if I have, but like for you, not just being in front of the camera, but for you to kind of sit back and watch Josh and Chris work and watch them bicker, right? (laughs) Get into all their little squabbles. Oh my. Out in the field, (laughs) in the tent, in the morning night. And so (laughs) here's Josh. Josh is back and just giggling. Yeah. But what was that like for you, Jordan? Just kind of, you know,
3: yeah. Really. And I'm glad you asked that because I I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I've been in those guys' shoes so much over the last, you know, six years yeah. and know what they're going through. And I appreciated this opportunity, to, you know, to kind of relax a little bit and let those guys take the the wheel. And and it's a, actually a true testament to the students that come out of this, out of the film, the hunt course, you know, it really is. It, it shows that they know, how you know they understand how to you know run the cameras and and operate but they also know that there's going to be grit and there's going to be hard times and there's going to be late nights and and see josh and chris execute it the way they did and never complained once like never was super awesome because that that made me reflect on like you know i just i i know what it takes to to produce a high-end tv show or a high-end high-end film or whatever it may be and those guys killed it and it was fun to, to listen to him bicker because it, it reminds me of the days of, you know, Justin Mueller and Frenchie and I, you know, back in the yeah. early Montana camps, you know, like yeah. just everyone, you know, kind of getting on each other a little bit and just having that yeah like brotherly love. And, yeah. uh, it, it was cool. <laughs> and so <laughs> there's it, a
0: lot of, uh, there was a lot of that coming. It's so funny to like, you hear that tent, like they were over there, you couldn't see them, you know, and it just, Josh and you just hear that oh yeah oh this is gonna be good this is gonna be good you know but uh oh it it, it,
3: it you know it, everyone's different and everyone has their own ways absolutely and I've absolutely. never seen a wall tent at 90 degrees like Josh uh had it so yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone's got, got their own oil so know. So, yeah. oh my like gosh I got
0: spawn
1: in there man oh my gosh
0: well and because of that they were trapping and i josh is gonna have to tell you the story and how he did this but they were trapping six to eight mice a day in yeah. that thing because That's it was so hot
1: to death. <laughs> exactly. we were freezing the
0: we burn a little fire for like a couple hours let it go out but but no old sprouse he uh he, he dead he i'm gonna have to let him explain his little mousetrap deal josh what was you gotta tell the listeners what you did to catch all those freaking mice
5: I so I just uh, took a milk jug and cut the lid off of it and then stuck two plastic knives in there full of peanut butter and uh, basically built a ramp out of a piece of scrap wood that we had there for the fire. <laughs> the mice would climb the the wood and jump down onto the, the plastic knife inside the milk jug and then they would fall into, it would dump them into the Water soapy water below, and they wouldn't be able to make it out.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. Just so a... awesome.
5: Camp
0: life, freaking mouse trap, man. I they mean, had them had crawling out of their bags. bags.
5: They were like all over our face and everything. Like, yeah, they were they were in the bed with us. It was pretty <laughs> that it was pretty weird.
1: because it was so warm in there. That's why they were going in and we exactly. Like,
5: that. <laughs> it this was it like, wasn't too- it wasn't too warm in there. It was just right. It was
2: just
0: right. <laughs> yeah. I went in there and lost three pounds just looking. At footage, you know? yeah. it. Like... you have to sleep buck
3: naked when it's 30 degrees out, it's too hot.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: so back to no. real quick, I want to bounce back to the, again, it is a Film the Hunt podcast, Jordan. We were talking about like those guys working. I want to bring up something that they said I heard them say on the way home. I, I heard josh asked chris he said something along the lines of josh chime in if you have more to add to this because it was your question but like you asked chris like when you go on other trips with other people like do they have very specific ways like tom and nick do on dumping footage and organizing footage and stuff like that and do you remember chris's reply to that josh i'll let you answer it if you remember
5: he said that generally speaking you know an average producer is just going to dump the footage all into one file and you it is what you get but they're usually pretty impressed with how we organize from film the hunt because uh it's pretty organized by the day by the camera by the you know whether it was a time lapse or was was it video encounters kill shots Mm -hmm. so um it was pretty detailed when I didn't realize how de- detailed it was uh, until, you know, I think we kind of really sat down at the antelope um, a yeah. the, the couple of nights there because I hadn't had a chance to really review anything that he had on those hard drives until that point. But that's it's uh detailed. It was very detailed,
0: but see like, so listeners, you know, if you've gone through the online class and you watched any of that file organization stuff, certainly if you've ever attended one of our onsite courses, like, That's an entire lesson. We talk about that and we don't just do it for your sake. We don't just do it for our sake. We do it for the sake of, you know, if if you are going to go work for somebody and try and make a living at this, that organization is so important to the overall product and the ease of a project, right? It's going to cut hours and hours and hours off of a project, which in turn relates to money and savings, right? So I know when Josh, like Josh went into it thinking he knew because we teach it. This way, but then we take it even further, and we go into some really extreme details of. But to your point, uh Jordan, when you said it was cool to sit there and watch, like for me, I'll take it to the antelope trip. It was really, really cool for me to sit there and watch Chris teach Josh how I've trained him. You know, like yeah. it, it was just kind of I was just sitting there watching and listen. I didn't have any input at all. I didn't need to. Yeah. Because Chris was dialed and he was helping Josh with it. So it was really really clear, but um, I I
3: think too, I mean, it, you know, just to touch on that real quick, Tom, if you're a good listener in those classes or in in life in general, and you can retain that information, Chris is a perfect example. I I feel like Chris is, you know, I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn or whatever, but I feel like Chris is like kind of followed right in my footsteps because like, Chris yeah. reminds me so much of myself that like he's just super anal and to the T he wants to make sure every I is dotted and every T yeah. is crossed and, yeah. you know, there's meat on the bones and, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a charge. Is it coming? I was like, I was like "Wait, oh, I didn't cross my eyes. I didn't yeah, got my
1: teeth. that's cheese. what I was waiting I was like, for. Was like, oh, got your teeth. That's what I was waiting for. I was like, "It's, it's coming. coming. Uh, he's saying too much. He's saying too much.
0: Oh, coming.
5: No, Does he know that yeah, we're bussing on him and he's not on
0: here? Uh, huh? Oh, Chris? No." no yeah no we no i did i sent him an email prior to and said just warning we're gonna be talking a lot about you on it no i didn't at all no um no we're gonna get chris on the uh the antelope one josh here coming up i'll reschedule or i will schedule that with you and him because i do want to do a podcast on that uh because we had a lot to talk about there as far as film and production right like yeah a lot the whole episode was built you know in a unique fashion so um josh what about you do you have anything else to add from a production standpoint um being behind john you guys didn't know each other coming in you spent an entire week together um good bad ugly uh learned you know how how did that whole experience go
5: for you so like i would say that you know not knowing the person was it was good and bad. You know, the first time we had met was at your place, obviously like two weeks prior for a couple of hours, but, um, you know, we didn't know how each other worked, right. what each other's expectations were. Uh, you know, I want to please whoever I'm serving, if that makes sense. And, uh, to, you know, make sure that we're, we're a team, but, um, yeah, just not, um, as far as on a production standpoint, um not knowing that made it a challenge at first until we kind of got our flow and, and yeah. figured out like what the other person was gonna do. And then um, you know, just trying to keep your brother contained, <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> which, especially,
5: especially after well, he crashed well, the I bush. Like the crap out of the forest.
0: <laughs> yeah, most people yeah, break the ice John broke there. the trees early on. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah very quickly um but uh anyways uh yeah just we overcame a lot of different things and you know there were some times where he would ask my opinion and and as a producer it's not really my position to ask you know but i would give it to him like sure. you know this is my opinion but it's not necessarily the right or wrong way you know and i think as a producer just being cautious on giving your opinion is important wow. um and i i said that a couple of times to him you know just i don't know um Yeah, we, you know, every hunt's going to be different. Every hunt's got its own different challenges, but I think it's important to to know that you're all there for the common goal and the hunt does come first. Um, That's what produces the film. But yeah, I don't know. It was very, it was very, it was, it was great. I enjoyed it.
0: Awesome. Well, I commend you, man. You did a really, really good job. And and for listeners out there, just to remind you, uh, as we're on this final leg of Colorado, that, you know, Josh wanted an extra level of education. Josh was looking for more, right? He's that student that has come taking everything, excuse me, and he wants more. He still wants more. And, you know, I, I thought he was going to be a huge asset uh, to both the production, but also to camp. And so I extended the invite to Josh to come out and to do just that. It was kind of from from get go. It was understood. It was on an internship basis. It was the trade off for you coming and doing this is that you're going to be in it, man. Like there, you are in the middle of us producing television in three weeks. So you're going to learn by default. Like I don't have to sit down and teach you. Chris doesn't have to sit down and necessarily teach. Jordan doesn't have to you're going to learn by default because you're in the middle of all of it. Like you said, you learn the detail, how detailed we get with file organization by just being there and watching. Yeah, it, right?
5: Yeah, um, that that was that was really important to see. You can teach it, but actually to live it and do it is two different things. What is
0: another what is something else that maybe stands out Josh is like a you learned it because you were just there kind of a deal i mean i'm sure there was a lot
5: we briefly talked about this in class but um the need to do recreates as a producer um there's going to be needs to needs to do that at different times that you can't capture every single thing um initially when it does happen and the ability you you have to have that ability to go back and kind of replay it exactly how it occurred to show all angles um and to have cutaways and things like that and not knowing to what degree that would be. I mean, I've obviously we'll talk about that more in our next podcast that yeah. we're going to do that you're speaking of, but
2: yeah. yeah,
5: um, I think that that occurred a little bit with you guys, um, you know, with, with you and Chris, but, um, when I was filming Blake on the first one, it was just, it, it having to, um, you know, stay hidden, stay, uh, out of the way, um, being, being, uh, trying to get the shot, but not to be visible at the same time. And it, it, there's, there's just a lot of challenges as a producer that you have to overcome and Yeah. I forget what you asked me, but yeah. No, that answers it because no, (laughs) that 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 answers
0: it because that's stuff that you can only I can't you can't teach that in a classroom or even out in a field exercise per se because now you're in you're in the wild on wild animals and trying to kill a friggin' elk with archery tackle. I mean, like there's and and you're on the ground ground. and on the ground, yeah, Yeah. on territory you've never stepped foot on before, right? Like there's almost no greater feat, like that is. That's hard. Unguided, never been there, five, six days to do it, and you got two of you. Like, yeah, and you want to get it on film, you know?
1: Neither, well, neither one of us knew what the heck we were doing, that's for sure.
0: Well, and that's what I was going to – yeah. <laughs> and and that's a, that's a huge, huge disadvantage. I mean, Jordan and I, you know, maybe know a thing or two, but, hell, we still got a lot to learn. But that definitely gives us an advantage on the hunting, but it still doesn't do – you know it's the production of it's still super freaking difficult you know um but yeah what about for you john was there anything that stood out uh you know shoot you did some filming 25 years ago but was there anything that stood out to you on the production side of it that maybe you were like holy shit like you know that's i I didn't realize that or
1: yeah well the first thing was the technology of the 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 microphones was crazy, like everything gets recorded on that little tiny box oh, he had me yeah. wearing. He said, Oh, if, if I don't catch it here, it catches it there. And I'm like, Wow, yeah, that that was like blew me away. And just, I mean, all the stuff, I mean, the like the organization of all that that they were downloading every night and, and dropping. <laughs> I was like, Holy moly, it's just crazy, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that. I've been out of it so long that stuff. I mean, probably to you guys is nothing, but to me, I was like, holy man. Me and Josh actually spoke about that for a few minutes out in the woods. Um yeah. He said like, he was explaining it to me. I'm like, really? And I was like, he goes, oh yeah, it picks up everything and it records it right into that little box and like gets it off this mic and that mic. And yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that that more than anything really is is you the know because I was. Yeah, the technology itself compared to what the heck we were dealing with 25 years ago. It's just a Yeah. Yeah, man. Good oh, stuff. I, I,
3: <laughs> it really amplifies the mountain farts.
1: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, we, yes, yeah. It adds yeah, a little to like, Damn, one. all I heard was your belly growling all day long, <laughs> and and ripping ass. It was, it was rough. <laughs> Everybody was having a little bit of rough time with that.
0: I do want to bring those things up real quick. Again, since this is a podcast and we talk a lot about about gear, uh, the new Rode um, wireless mics, I shouldn't say new, they've been around a while, but there's newer versions. So these newer versions of the Rode wireless are, they record, of course, to the camera, you know, onboard to the camera and the SD card with every clip. Think that goes without saying, but what's super unique is it has crazy onboard record time, and as long as they're on, they're recording. So you don't have to be recording a video clip to capture audio, and I think that's what John was talking about, which was so cool. Is like if something happened, a bull bugled, or a hunt the hunter said something that you were like, "Oh crap! I wish I was recording for that at the very least." you've got that audio in the unit and you can download that at the end of the day, along with everything else. So really cool feature that has come in handy a lot in our short time of running these mics already. So, and I know it's going to be more useful. So um, I'm guessing John muted us and he's talking to somebody else. Yes, he is. Um, but anyway, uh, so do you have anything more, Jordan? I know we said we talk about elk. I do want to talk about elk because man, let's face it. This is, this is an elk hunting podcast. Uh first of all, let's say Nick killed in Montana.
3: Yeah. Yep. So, so
0: that was freaking cool. Uh yeah. I, I hope those boys did a podcast because I, I really want to be able to share that story. But um any more to add, Jordan, on the elk hunting itself. You were a hunter on this one.
3: Yeah, it it was it was cool. Um y- you know, again, working with you uh those first few days. I mean, I don't the unfortunate part is you and Chris got sick.
0: I know um, I was going to get there. Yeah. That's, okay. I didn't know. No, if, no, that's yeah. okay. Um. But, yeah. And so that was that was why we're doing this podcast now. I still have to yeah. froggy. I still can't get rid of the really like. I mean, it's I feel fine, but yeah, it's still kind of just hanging on like that post nasal drip, man. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, but yeah, me and Chris were down and out, man, for like three days.
3: Yeah. So, so that you know it's it's tough. You're, you're still trying to, you know, learn the ground. Um, we were into elk right away. Uh, the first morning, uh, we, we saw a herd and we saw th-
0: three or four bulls, shooter bowls. Four, yeah. Well, um, three shooters. Yeah.
3: And we sat up and they were kind of working their way uh, up the drainage to us, but then it, you know, started to downpour and I chose, you know, that I wasn't going to shoot a bull during you know, a downpour I just thought it was the ethical thing to do. So we backed out and came back in that afternoon and again, as an elk hunter, you constantly learn. And yeah. when you're in that moment and you have a learning situation, you're like, dadgum, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, as the week went on, things got a little bit tougher. Uh, the elk definitely knew we were in the area and then, you know, you guys had gotten sick and yeah, uh, I had to go out solo. Um, yeah. Personally, I thought it was, it was definitely different. I've, I've never, yeah. I don't really wait to hunt by myself. You know, I'm always with someone I've for the last 10 years, I've always been with someone. So, and I know Tom and I, we've talked about this. You've it's, it's definitely different, but I found yeah. a part of it. Um, super awesome. Like I, if I made a mistake, I was the only one to blame. Like, you know, yeah. you can't turn back and look at the camera guy. i like, dude, what'd you step on that stick for? <laughs> like, right. Right. So yeah. no, it's a good
0: point. Yep.
3: It, it's, it was challenging. Um, I got to see some newer ground and, you know, I came to full draw twice, um, on a bull. you know, n- not even calling and, and, you know, the listeners know if they've listened to Pat's podcast. Tom and I love to call. And that's, that's yeah. our, you know, the name of the game. So to do it silently was, was, was sweet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I miss it. It's, it's, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's a bummer that I didn't get to shoot one, but again, I wouldn't trade the memories in the camp for anything, you know?
0: No, I totally agree, man. Uh, and let the record show that we only missed that one evening. That was- yes, <laughs> right. And uh, it, you
3: know, it, it, you, and you feel bad because, like, oh, oh, you know, the boys want to go. You know, like. Yeah you don't go Nothing out west to you in Go, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be pretty darn sick
0: oh it was to the point of you guys Christmas. are in
1: rough shape rough you're shape.
0: in rough shape i mean fevers were like, <laughs> and we were trying to deny the fevers but it's like when you wake up and your sleeping bag soaked and you know you're you're cold one minute you're hot the next it's like i remember crawling in my sleeping bag at 11 o'clock in the morning and and crawling in in sweatpants i'm thinking No, by then it's like 70 degrees outside. It's probably 80 in the tent and I wanted point pants. I'm like, yeah, I I'm definitely sick, you know, and and it just got progressively worse. The good news is, is, you know, it didn't put it. I mean, it just goes to show you what rest does for you. Cause we did, I mean, for three days, midday, we just rested. And, you know, by the time we left, I'm not saying we were good, but we were over the hump, you know, over the hurdle. And, uh, I was thankful for that. At least it didn't drive us into a freaking urgent care in downtown Steamboat or
2: something,
0: <laughs>
3: well, right? Because that would yeah.
0: that would have been worse. But
3: but uh, that was good. I'm excited to see the episode. I mean, they're, they're, it's going to be beautiful.
0: It was a good uh, episode. We saw elk, and then John, you got into, you know, you got it. You actually almost had it come. That's a freaking unfortunate. Why don't you quick tell that that unfortunate little ditty?
1: Oh, which one is that? Uh, the uh, the, the first, wind the,
0: uh, when you're sitting in the water in that bowl. I mean,
1: yeah. The yeah. Well, the, the last night, what an amazing last three hours of our hunt, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just crazy. We both had elk running around. We both saw the same bear. Um, yeah. We we had sat the night before uh, on an, an evening hunt um, on a wallow and we had four cows come into this wallow out of range i wanted to sneak another 20 yards down a little later in the evening when the wind got a little bit better um but they came out a lot earlier than we expected um and then they they got out of there before we could get any kind of a shot so um and as slow as it had been during the middle of the week there we decided the next morning uh I think we all sort of hung out the next morning and went out early yeah we 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 went out earlier um in the day in the afternoon hunt because i wanted to get there early in case they came back through uh and josh agreed uh that would probably be our best bet the way things were going so we got out there pretty early we got set up i got down to the tree we were split up unfortunately so that was a little difficult um to to communicate um, but yeah. really, where we were, it was very, there was very limited cover. And with the wind, the way it was blowing, it was really the only spot we could sit where the wind was good most of the time we were there. I mean, it's always swirling here and there, but it was pretty constant in our face up on the side of this drainage. But there's just limited cover um, for both of us. And I needed to get closer to that wallow in case they came down to that. I needed to be able to make that shot. And I was comfortable making it if I could get that 20 yards, and they did. Um, but they never came down that afternoon. Uh, so we're sitting there, it's getting, I don't know, its probably close to five o'clock, something like that. Yeah. Something right around there, I guess. Yeah. And the wind started picking up and we're looking off in the distance, getting pretty cloudy. I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. I think we got some rain coming and they were calling for a possible thunderstorm throughout the day. And so I started, you know, just getting all my stuff in my bag in case it did decide to downpour or nothing would get soaked. And I get all that packed up and zip it up. And I'm just, you know, keeping my eyes open, you know, and all of a sudden I look up top of the drainage and there was a bunch of cows, like a bunch of cows. And I'm like, holy, they were up, up above me closer to Josh, but he was sitting back a little bit off of the edge. I didn't know he couldn't see them. So now I'm like, I'm talking into the mic, like, okay, I'm telling Josh, okay, here we go. We got them coming. They're coming right down the drainage. All of a sudden there's a bull. And he's pushing them right down to us. I'm like, holy moly, this is going to happen. Now I'm thinking to myself, all right, I got tension on the string. I'm going, okay, I got a tree in front of me. I'm sort of behind a tree so I can shoot left or right of it. I'm like, all right, am I going to shoot him on the right side of the tree? Or am I going to let the cows pass and then let him pass too? But then the cows might get them. We got 300 things going through my head on what I'm going to do. And then okay. out of nowhere, just okay. big. Uh, yeah bit. i was i was calm i was just i it was just rolling through my head i was just i was breathing i was like okay here we go and they were moving i mean i i was 30 seconds away from drawing the bow probably and just that wind was picked up really hard with that storm coming through and i felt it and i was just oh man here we go and sure enough not three seconds later you know the cows everything just exploded and they all took off uh, back up into the dark timber. Um, and it's just like, I was 30 seconds away from putting tension on. He was pushing them right down the drainage, right to the wall. I mean, he was cut. They were coming. And little did I, I'm talking into the, I'm talking to Josh and go, Oh my God, here we go. And then, you know, and after they blew out of there, I, I texted you guys like, Oh man, it blew out. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And, I, and I think you, you asked Tom, oh, out did you get some footage? I saw Yeah, it's gotta be epic. And Josh is like, what are you talking? Oh no, I'm sorry. Before that. Yeah, There was a scraggler cow. Yeah. Scra- <laughs> this is when I got yelled at a second time. <laughs> there was a scraggler scra- cow at the tail end like a minute after they all blew out of there. So I'm like doing lost cow call off calf trying to get her, you know, maybe to stop, maybe come down. Maybe you just in the, in the confusion of everything. She'd just come running down thinking there was one of her calves or something. Just going, no, no, no! What are you doing? Don't count off. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. It's like, doesn't matter. They're all uh, gone, slow. man. What is it? I'm just the uh, one last hurrah here, you know. I'm like, <laughs> give me fork a fork down, fork down in an inch, man, with three seconds yeah. on the clock. I'm going for it. So he's like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, what are you doing? I'm like, so finally after that, that blows out of here. I texted you guys and you asked, oh, to get any footage? I said, oh yeah, man, it's gonna be great. You know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, he didn't even see them.
0: Yeah, because he was
1: the way he was. He was he was up the drainers a little further, but back a little further yeah. than me, and the cover that was there, he what didn't the... see any of that. Well, he I saw the one cow. Did...
0: He's like, oh yeah, I saw the last cow. Cow
2: and John's later. like,
0: there's a bull almost coming full drop, fifteen cows, and then Josh is like, no man, one cow like a while ago. Like, <laughs> and I remember I texted you guys, I go, are you two
1: even hunting together? Like I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh I had no clue that you know that was the bad part about sitting apart is yeah. we you know there was just there was no it was hard to communicate. I mean he'd text me and then I would talk back into the microphone or or I would text yeah. him back or something and it was just it was a cluster mess is what it was but um it was it was just a crazy the whole the whole trip I mean that first that second morning I mean that was just worth the whole trip right there to have a bull bugling like he was and then get pissed off at me and bugle more at me and just and then if we finally did see him he came down out of that timber and collected his cows and took off but that, that was worth the trip right there. But saw then bear. We had four... saw a bear that night. Yeah, and then we saw a bear. Well, that bear. was the thing. After that all happened, we figured out what happened. Yeah. Jordan happened to be down on the BLM on the north side of the property. Yeah. And uh, he was seeing stuff, and he had bulls, and then I told him what happened. And he's like, well, I'm coming up that way, so we'll keep your eyes open. Then he saw a bull, and I was like, well, I don't know. That seems <laughs> to be awful fast for them to get over there, but ended up being a different bull. It turned and into Jurassic happened, Park. Guys. We had about. Twelve to fifteen cows with ours and a bull and a chocolate horn bull. I guess is pretty popular up there. I guess everybody knows them and we're trying to kill them. And I had almost two opportunities at him. It's crazy. Uh, And and then then he heard that, but he probably heard our bull and the cows after he had that thing. And then when we sort of made a plan to try and you know last hour of the night, let's try and do something. No sense in sitting here now. So then he's coming up. We're going up the other side and we're trying to cut him off and. It was it was chaos that last. That's when you hour, took your detour. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought the <laughs> tram was supposed to go up and around, and it all the way went all the way around a different way, and you know, you just. I remember Not knowing saying, Jordan, like, we're going the wrong man, way. And then I felt bad. I was like, oh, Jordan's sitting, uh, Jordan's sitting there waiting on us. And we totally screwed this up by a oh half yeah.
3: hour. I was like, <laughs> I sat there and had a cup of coffee, ate lunch, <laughs> just waiting on him. <laughs> Josh
1: was like, hey, where, man, where the hell? heck are you going, man? I said, I don't want to go all the way up there on that side. We got to get over here because that's where they're going. It was just, it was chaos. And then <laughs> as we were working around to where they went, all of a sudden, Josh was like, bear. I looked up on the ridge, where do y'all cry? And sure enough, I mean, and he was big. I mean, I could see he was big, and he was, I don't yeah, know, 200 awesome. yards from us. And and he looked big up there, and he went up over the top. And then I wasn't – three, five minutes later, tops. He's like, oh, dude, the bear just came running by me. I'm like, holy moly, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. It was just absolute chaos that last – 45 minutes of the night it was the bookends was just, trip man it was what, the bookends oh it trip. was it was great it was yeah. i mean it was everything I, I, and more that i hope i mean the only thing that would have made it better was an elk down well, i mean i know i that's mean it what was we always country say. <laughs> yeah the country was amazing uh to have the experience that i did i had three very close to having an opportunity yeah. at a shot i can't yeah. i can't yeah. say you know it just yeah. You know, I had a couple on, unf- you know, one was absolutely my fault for losing my shit. But yeah. Uh, and yeah. then the other two just weather circumstance, and, you know, it's just weather it's just, and wind, like,
0: man. If that doesn't. Yeah. Destroy, weather that's 90 percent.
1: Yeah. And it just, does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was just the whole thing to camp. That was my first wall tent uh, camp. So it, the whole experience was just awesome. A good friends, good food, good everything, man. It was just a blast. I gotta make. John, I can't I wait, would, I can't wait sure. to do it again because I will do it again somehow, some way. I will do it again for I sure. Figured.
0: I figured.
3: <laughs> John, I gotta say, you didn't lose lose your crap. All you did is became an elk hunter.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, and so yes, you'll have yes. the elk
0: hunter that goes on their first elk hunt and just says, "Yeah, it was easy. Cool, calm, collective. Just zip one through." Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> You must not have too much emotions built up inside those bones of yours yeah.
1: because it'll yeah. it'll
0: drive you over the edge for sure. Oh yeah. I, yeah, oh, no man. doubt
1: about it. It was uh you know, it was it was just an Good. awesome experience all around. I'm glad.
0: Josh, you got anything to add there? Uh as far as your your final thoughts. I'm obviously gonna pick your brain a lot of here on this antelope one coming up. But do you have any final thoughts or or anything on this whole two trip Colorado deal?
5: No, we had a great crew. Um, second trip, we had some great cooks. Uh, yeah. Dennis being there. Yeah. And uh, awesome. didn't have to I worry can't... about that. Just, yeah, it was all around good people. And just appreciate the opportunity to, to be able to go along with you guys and be yeah, a man. part of it.
0: Yeah, man, it was a pleasure to have you. How about you, Jordan? Anything Thank to you. Add?
3: Yeah, well, so Josh mes- uh, mentioned Dennis, and uh, he was our, you know, Cam Cook. Uh, Cam Cook, I I keep meaning to send him uh, the theme song we played in the truck to one day, and because uh, yeah. <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to that music on a daily basis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh that would keep- so good! <laughs> oh, God, dude, like, uh, I uh, I know. So Send it I'm, in the group I'm,
0: text. Exactly. Yeah, like, hey, Dennis. Here's the theme song for the day. Thinking yeah. of you, buddy. Yeah. How's he feeling, by the way? Is he good?
1: Yeah, he's getting better. Yeah, he, he had a, a second round of whatever he was was going on there. Yeah. Um, with him, the first couple of days, and then he seemed to snap out of it, and you guys got it probably about 10 times bad as he did it seemed
0: yeah um and
1: then he came we came home and a day or two after we got home he started feeling under the weather again and got it just as bad as you guys did so yeah yeah something going around i mean kids had it for sure and everything else there's all kinds of stuff going around Yeah, yeah for sure
0: man well we had uh we did we had a really good time we did have elk encounters jordan you know we, we came close a couple of times. We had some some other rises throughout the trip where we were hopeful yeah. and, you know, that didn't pan, pan out. Uh, um, one in particular I'll talk about really, really quick is one night, one evening, Jordan and I had all these bulls come down chasing cows right in the center of the whole property. We thought, oh, this is going to be an amazing morning. We get up there in the morning and uh, we cautiously and, and use our brains. We go in there smart and and uh, use the wind and thermals, right? And we get up in there and okay, nothing, nothing bugling, just letting them do their thing. Press in a little bit further, get up towards the center where we think, okay, well, they could be up here a little bit further. And then we start hearing bugles up the ridge a ways and make a long story short, we in our minds, we thought, okay, well, they've already started to move up towards bedding. You know, it's day, getting daybreak here. Well, long story short, we go another hundred yards, two hundred yards. We're starting to come up with a game plan, and all of a sudden, forty yards away from us, a bull barks or an elk barks. Another one barks. This one bugles. You hear all this thrash, and <laughs> we just we just blow elk out. Uh, and yeah, had no frigging clue they were there. And you know that right there is another example of just elk hunting Small, you know, everybody talked about. Oh, private ranch. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. Well, you know, but fortunate, yes, and love it, yes, but you blow out elk on a 900 acre private ranch they, they're gone, you know, <laughs> and boy, they oh, were yeah. gone. And yeah. Uh, yeah, they were there. And, and it wasn't even like we did anything stupid. We were, we were approaching the area. Like we, you know, we, we knew would be uh, utilizing wind properly and and everything. Shit. When bolt, when bolt, you go, you, you and, yeah. and it's noise.
1: amazing. And it's amazing. An animal that big can hide. 40 so, yards away from you <laughs> yeah Did
0: not see them not hear them yeah. I mean if they had cracked a stick so much we would have been cautious but nothing just not a peep yeah. we thought they were way up 300 yards above us and here we were in the freaking middle of the majority of them and blew them out but you know uh we still saw elk after that you know they were few and far between but we still got into them we had an amazing hunt like you guys said we had a great camp uh one thing I'll say guys listeners at home with when it comes to camera gear I can tell you uh, and these guys did a great job of it. We got to keep this gear clean. There's so much dust. Oh, um, oh, yeah. you, you think you're driving down the road or wherever in the truck and you're inside the truck and it's not dusty. Well, do that for a week or two and then look at the inside of your truck. Um, inspect. Your <laughs> gear. I mean, that gear needs to get cleaned really, really, really well with air, uh, the proper cleaning supplies and, and, uh, and you need to take care of that gear. Um, I can promise you, it took me, even outside of camera gear, it took me three days when I got home of cleaning camping gear, uh, washing things down, um, uh, you know, doing laundry, even sleeping bags. Like everything got cleaned before it got put away, and that especially goes for your camera gear. So take good care of that stuff. It's your, it's uh, it's what makes you the money uh in this (laughs) industry that's for that's it's your tool belt man so so take care of it but well guys we're going home with no elk uh here in Colorado that's another friggin elk season for us uh come and gone we got no rifle hunts for elk plans so um uh and that goes for you too Jordan and I know it does for John and Josh so (laughs) um so we're gonna leave you guys there uh You know, again, Nick's got some stories on his elk adventure. So hopefully we can visit with him on some podcasts here and you guys can learn some more of their adventures. Uh, we, we, we rode that roller coaster all the way through two full weeks of elk hunting and we got a lot of great footage. We're excited to share with you guys on the upcoming season to become one. Um, Colorado elk will be an episode bare minimum, if not two, regardless of kill, there's a lot to share and a lot of good stories and, uh, And we're excited to share them with you. So as always, if you guys have nothing more to add, uh,
5: go ahead, Josh. I do have one thing to add. Yeah, go ahead, man. Uh, What is your your slogan for 2024?
2: Man,
0: I think it was 2024, bulls are hitting the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we're going with that one. I think we're going with that one. I got to come up with a new one every damn year multi-state hunt just
3: just dropping them
0: just dropping them. Yeah. Right. just
3: you with know with the truck with the bow why oh, i dude. mean let's just pack them up you know that song
0: let the bodies hit the floor yeah. let the <laughs> bodies hit the that's what it, that's gonna be our theme song next year at Camp, man just ta, 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 ta. Yeah. multiple <laughs> feet, multiple bills i'm buying more freezers for next year <laughs> I'm just gonna turn the whole box trailer into a freezer. That's it. I just forget. The oh,
3: get with get with Chris. Get, get him on the cooler. You know, partner.
0: Let's oh, see if we can Oh, I'll him have up. to make a few calls.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll have, we'll, have, we'll have Josh make the we'll just have josh make the trailer an elk trap that's all that it. yeah, work. yeah, yeah Perfect. exactly yes, yes,
0: yeah. a little bit of peanut butter a big spatula and, uh, <laughs> we got this man shoot we can we can stay in camp and just let them walk right into the I like, that. I like that all right guys well listen uh listeners thanks for joining us i hope you learned a few things here on uh, yet another elk adventure here from become one and film the hunt the guys kicked ass on this trip, laid down a lot of good footage, and uh, like I said before, we're excited to share it with you. Um, we all learned a lot, as we do each and every time, including myself, and I uh, hope you did too. So be safe out there as the deer seasons in your area approach. Um, get up in a tree, make some good memories with your family, your friends out there deer hunting. Uh, until next elk season, that's it for us. That's it for uh, for this podcast. and. We'll catch you guys again next time. Appreciate you, fellas.
1: Thanks, Tommy. Oh, her out. Care. Take care, fellas. See ya. If we give it our best and we just come ashore. will
3: we still see the woods for the trees? If we ain't
4: got regrets looking back on it? say that I'm proud of you, son. That's the man that I'm trying to become. Oh, what will they say when I'm gone? Oh, what will they
2: say when I'm gone?